Welcome back to Time Out with the Sports Doctor podcast, where life, sports, and medicine intersect. We're very glad that you continue to support this podcast. You can get the information on any platform uh, where podcasts are played, as well as getting the video content on YouTube. But if you want to just get one place to find all the content, go to my website at drgarrickthesportsdoctor.com and you will find everything on that website. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Welcome to another episode of Time Out with the Sports Doctor podcast. We got another special guest for you today, uh, Mr. Tarkarius Keys, a.k.a. Bo Pete, uh, reigning from Laurel, Mississippi. Uh, great guy. Welcome to the podcast. Born and raised. I'm glad to be on here. I'm glad Absolutely. you had me. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I think I met you now about probably about 10 years ago. I think you're about 15 or 16 uh, when we first met. And, you know, it's been a pleasure just watching you grow up and watching you go through college and now in the NFL. So, you know, really proud of what you've achieved and, you know, what you still will achieve in the future. Right. I appreciate that. All right. So it's definitely been about 10 years now, man. I don't even feel like that long. You're making me feel old. <laughs> you getting old, man. There's a whole nother crew coming up behind you now. Really, so, though? I was working out with some of the uh, young boys. It's like they graduated 2028. I'm like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know you're getting old when you start asking them, you know, when they were born and you were already in school. Like, I think your crew, you know, I was asking you, what year were you born? 1997. Exactly. So that's when I was, like, graduating from high school. So that's when you started to feel old for real. So, but yeah. So tell us about, you know, growing up in Laurel, what's life like as a kid, you know, and kind of the role that sports played in your past. Uh, yeah, sports played a major role in my life growing up. Being young, you know, it, it wasn't much we can do in Mississippi. Not a lot of things to do. And sports is a huge culture here, and we take it very personal as well. As you know, I graduated from law high school between the bricks. So if you're from Mississippi, you know about the bricks and you know about law. And uh, yeah, man, growing up, it was kind of hard for me, you know, and sports just always was that way I can cope. It was my best coping with uh, strategy for me, you know, just going to the court, shooting basketball, or just going to the field and throwing a ball around with my friends. You know, basketball was really my first love, you know, I love playing basketball a lot. So most of the times, you know, when I was feeling sad or anything, I just go around with my friends and sports was the way that we got away from everything, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned basketball. I think I saw a picture that had uh, you, I believe Scotty Phillips. It was about two or three guys or maybe three or four guys that went on to play college sports. And many of you went on to play pro sports on the same what was it, AAU basketball team? Yeah, that was our AAU team, South Mississippi Select. Yeah, yeah. So that just speaks to the fact that being a good athlete, you know, it's not always the sport that you start off playing that you're going to end up being a pro at. Right, because I definitely thought I was going to be an NBA star. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, talk about your late bloomer with football. You started playing football when? Well, I started Pee Wee, but then once I got up into middle school, I played one year. After that one year, I was like, nah, man, I'm going to just stick with basketball, you know. Yeah. And so I, I didn't play uh, going into high school until my junior year. The football coach, he was like, man, you got to come back out and play football. And I was like, man, I don't know. 
you know, I was scrawny. I was a scrawny little kid, <laughs> probably about 150. Right. You know? But I had a little height on me, and I was always athletic. And I was like, it wasn't that I was scared or anything. It's just like I was too focused on basketball at the time, you know. And I was like, man, I'll just give it a shot. I'll go ahead and go. And so I went out my junior year, uh, had a good spring, ended up star safety uh, my first year in high school. And it went from there, man. Yeah, I think I, the first play of the game, I, I got the first tackle on kickoff. We were playing equipment. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. Say <laughs> so I'm, I'm back, ready. right? <laughs> I'm ready now. <laughs> yeah, now, you know, you mentioned, so you won several championships in high school, basketball and football. How many did you win? Uh, I won one in basketball and won one in uh, football. We okay. uh, lost in the South State Championship my senior year. To Wayne but County. We won the uh, football my junior year we won the football state championship you know yeah. that was the powerhouse team and uh we ended up winning the basketball championship my senior year man i thank the lord for that man because you know we went to the semifinals yeah. every year and yeah. lost to <laughs> callaway malik newman you know they were yeah. man so when we won that championship in basketball my senior year man it was I felt real blessed, man. You know, to have two rings coming out of high school and both, and both sports having a ring at both sports. Not many people can do that. Right. They don't really have a ring in either sport. So yeah. it's a huge honor and a blessing for sure. Sure, sure. And you know, you mentioned that football team, a star-studded football team. I mean, you had off that one team at least four guys, four or five guys to go on to play Division One college football. Mm -hmm. And, you know, several of you guys got a chance to play in the NFL. So, but of all those stars, you know, your name was not at the top of that list, right? You were, like you mentioned, a late bloomer. You were probably, what, 6'2", 6'3", 150? Yeah. In high school, our problem was about, yeah, 6'1", 150. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you had Keon, you had Octavius Cooley, you know, All-American as a ninth grader. Omar yeah. Bayless was on that team. I mean, I think Charles Cross might have been a baby on the team. Yeah, so, he was young at the time, but he was there. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you're talking about a lot of talent. So let's talk about your recruitment process. And, you know, you end up going to Tulane, but tell us how that came about. See, the recruitment process was tough. You know, I, I didn't think I was going to go play college at all, you know. Uh, like you say, it was a lot of guys, a lot of stars on the team. Even the guys that didn't get a chance to go off and play Division One. They still stars and right. they had stars coming out of high school. Like we had all of these guys with high stars and I had zero stars. You know, that means something coming out of high school. So. Right. And I got a lot of JUCO offers uh, in Mississippi, not many JUCO offers out of state. I got HBCUs like Jackson State, Alcorn, Mississippi Valley. And I ended up signing with uh, East Mississippi Community College mm -hmm. signing day for JUCO. And so it's crazy because at the district tournament for basketball, we was in a district tournament for basketball and we was getting ready to go on the court. And so getting ready to go on the layup line and our football coach, Coach Todd Breeland, he came about right before we was getting ready to walk out. He was like, yeah, man, you better ball this game. I was <laughs> like, oh yeah, you know that coach, you know that. And he ended up telling me, yeah, you just got an offer from Tulane. I was like, oh yeah. I didn't know what Tulane was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, but I knew it was division one. 
Right. So I, I knew that was big for me because I had no Division One offers, and besides like the HBCUs, and so that was major for me, and yeah, and we ended up winning that district tournament, and I won defensive player of the district, you know. So it was big, man. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, so you had the opportunity to leave Laurel, go to Tulane. I'm sure that was a culture shock, huh? Well, talk about the difference of leaving yeah, Laurel, I, going to Tulane. Yeah, it was shocking, man, because I ended up signing late. Uh, being that I had already signed to East Mississippi. Yeah. And just going to Tulane, uh, I have family in New Orleans, so okay. I was pretty familiar with the area already, and it's right down the street from me, so... And the culture was different, you know, just living in New Orleans for all those years, man. I uh, gained a lot of people and a, and a lot of connections that uh, I can go a long way with. And I'm thankful for that. And the culture was just, you know, Mardi Gras is crazy. Uh, the food, of course, if you've been yeah. in New Orleans, you know they have some of the best food in the United States. And just, you know, second lining before the season starts off, uh, we had floods too in New Orleans, man. That was that oh, yeah. <laughs> if it rained hard for 30 minutes, it's flooded, right? <laughs> man, I'm talking about the whole street. We had people kayaking in the street, like <laughs> on campus. I'm like, man, this is crazy. But it was a great experience for me, man. Uh and I also was doing theater at Tulane too. So I gained a lot of connections there as well. And uh in my acting classes. So uh, theater, huh? So what was your favorite play? I probably say the uh the Raisin in the Sun. We had a play called The Raisin in the Sun. Yeah. Yeah. What role did you play? I didn't do the play. I was okay. always, they used to ask me to do them, but I was always too shy to do them. I so, hear you. Uh, I hear you. But, All right. Well, that's I cool. do like the play read. I do a lot of the play readings. And, you know, I just was too shy to come out my shed to do an actual play. But now I just wish that I would have now. Yeah. Now that's interesting. All right. So, you know, you mentioned, so four years Tulane, congratulations. You were able to get a degree from Tulane, which is major, right? Right. You know, so major. talk about some of the connections. You mentioned a lot of different people that you met, but talk about being a student athlete there and all the people you were able to come into contact with as a student athlete. I actually met this one guy. He was, uh, because I was big on art, you know, I was a graphic designer. I met this one guy there. He helped me out a lot throughout that process and showed me a lot of, uh, his name is Flint. He owns a store in New Orleans now. And also my theater teachers, they uh, gave me a lot of connections. I actually was meeting a couple of NFL players before I actually got to the league that were thespians as well. So, and that that helped me as well to be become more out of my shell within that theater uh, society. So that was big as well. And JJ McCleskey, he ended up coming back in coaching. He was playing in the league. And so all of these people, uh, meeting these NFL stars and the NFL players, veterans, uh, it was big for me as well because I could learn how the organization is in the NFL before I even reached that level. Yeah, yeah. Now, didn't you and Keon reunite that senior year or was were you already yeah. gone? Yeah. yeah, Keon ended up coming to Tulane. That was big for us as well, you know, just having one of my uh, former – teammates and my friend my right. brother having him there man it was it made it way more fun as well just to get that experience with him and going to college with him because he started off at usm sure. so having him there man it was, it was big for us and for the city of law as well absolutely 
So talk about, you know, like you mentioned, zero stars, and you are coming out with a lot of guys with three and four stars. But on draft day, to be able to hear your name calls, you know, to go from just starting off late in high school, what was that feeling like? That's probably the best feeling I had in my life, you know. Just coming from Mississippi, man, probably being the first one from my city to be drafted. It was yeah. seven round, but it was still being drafted. And it was big for me, you know, uh, just that I could be different, showing that not only if I can do it, anybody else from the city could do it as well. Because our small town in Mississippi, we always had athletes. Right. But not many people made it to the NFL. And those who did, you know, we always supported them. And we always, like Akeem, Davis, Alonzo, Nicks, a lot of those guys, they always good role models for me, you know. And so that was big, man. Uh, just being able to be, make a spot in history for my city. It paved a lot of way. It paved a lot. It paved the way for a lot of the guys coming up. That feeling is just something that'll forever live with me forever. And not only just me, but for my family in the city as well. Sure, sure. And now it's, you know, it's funny because when you guys were coming through, you were kind of a first wave of guys that were, like you mentioned, many talented players, but many go to JUCO or never finish with JUCO. And then, you know, they're just back in the city. But your right. wave, you had a lot of guys going to Division One and actually finishing Division One. And as you mentioned, you know, you got drafted and then you come along a couple of years later, Charles Cross gets drafted in the first round. But I don't think I think a lot of guys now might take it for granted that, you know, these guys are getting these division one offers year in and year out. And we're starting to get guys into the pros, but it hasn't always been like that. So, you know, you guys have paved the way for what's going on now in the city of Laurel. Right. It definitely created a lot of exposure for our city and for our team as well. So now that's paving the way for a lot of guys. So now we got guys that just went to Mississippi State, Memphis, mm -hmm. all of those guys. We still have five stars that are at our school now. Right. Because we were in, you know, not many guys had stars unless you were traveling, playing mm -hmm. on different seven on seven teams. Not many people are able to do that, you know. Right, to get their exposure. Yeah. Right. You know, you mentioned Akeem Davis and I think anybody that's gone through Laurel at all knows that name. You know, we recently saw each other at the AD 47 football, not a camp, football academy, right? Because way more than a camp. But way more. you've continued to come back and support that. Talk about what Akeem Davis means to the city of Laurel and what he's doing through the game of football. If you're enjoying this episode, don't wait to the end to share it. Share it now. Share this with a friend or a colleague that you think might find value in this information. And then also make sure that you click and leave us a five-star review and give us feedback because we really value your feedback and your input. Now back to the episode. Man, Akeem Davis means extremely a lot to the city of Law and for that football program as well, because the academy that you speak about, as you stated, not to count the academy, we grew up in that academy, you know, when we were young as well. So he started a long time ago and it taught us more than just football. It taught us how to be men. It taught us about character. It taught us about how to deal with different ways of life, you know, and all of the things going on around in the world. And he also involved, it's called Cops and Cleats. He also involved that, oh, yeah. being that there was a lot going on, you know, around as far as like justice with the police and not. It helped us a lot, man, just 
building off of that helped us and making us paving us the way for a lot of men. And Akeem always there for the young man as well. So anything that we ever need, we know we can reach out to him. And it's great to have him and have that. Sure, absolutely. And now he's coaching at UNLV, which is opening up doors for many others. And as you know, this is simply the beginning for him. You never right. know where the what God's got in store for him, for sure. Right. Yeah. So talk about your career. So you were blessed, like you mentioned, come out, you drafted first year playing for the Chiefs, right? So you just land on the greatest show in football and end up in the Super Bowl. So talk about right. that. <laughs> Man, that was different, you know. Being that it was COVID year, it had its pros and cons, you know, but it still was an experience, man. Playing on a team that's very – a coach like Andy Reid, who is a great coach, a Hall of Fame coach, who personally to me is the greatest coach in history. Uh, not only that, he was a great guy as well. And mm -hmm. guys like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, playing alongside Tyron Matthew and a lot of those guys, they were also uh, vets in the league that uh, paved the way for a lot of those young guys like that. And it helped me a lot just to learn the different uh, sequences and the different strategies of the league, you know, uh, learning different defenses, learning more than football, you know, as well. And, you know, having those guys like Tyra, man, it really helped me out a lot. It helped yeah. me learn football more, you know. It helped me stay grounded, you know, within the business. So I appreciate that a lot, being on that team and knowing what a winning culture is like in the NFL. So what was it like playing with Tyron Matthew? I mean, he's, what, 5'9"? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just five, completely nine. undersized, but just a dog, right? So what is it like playing with him? Yeah, he got that, uh, what you call it, the short man syndrome. <laughs> hey, he's short, but, man, he got a lot of heart, man. Yeah. You know? so, and a lot of guys in the league, not, not many guys have extreme height at the position that we play at, and him being able to do what he do at his height, you know, it shows you a lot that this game is more than just about, you know, your physical attributes and your uh, it's about your ability and what you're able to do, and it's about heart. Uh, mm -hmm. gratitude man being alongside him it, it really uh taught me a lot sure, sure. of that yeah so now you're entering into your fourth year which is a pivotal year you know for any nfl player and as you know well they say not for long three to four years average lifespan of a, a nfl player so you know you're definitely doing great things uh, but talk about us talk to us about where you are now and what you're doing uh, right now, uh, getting ready to head off to Cleveland uh, for my fourth year, officially my third year. My last year, I was uh, on and off practice squad, and, you know, that taught me a lot as well because being in the league, man, you might end up on practice squad, you know what I'm saying? That just teach you how to grind harder, and, you know, you just can't stop there, you know what I'm saying? So for a lot of people, you know, some people will give up at that point, but for me, it's like it show, it show, your, it show true character of how, how bad you want it, you know what I'm saying? And not only just in that, but in life as well, because that go along in life too, you know? You might lose a job and you're like, man, I don't want to do it no more, but life keep moving. So yeah. uh, just being able to be in the building again for another year, I'm very thankful of that. And I'm just working hard, man, ready to uh, take this next step and see what God has planned for me. Sure, sure. So, you know, what does it mean to be a professional? Like, 
you know, as far as preparation and mindset, it's a whole nother level from being a college player, a different level from being a high school player. What does it mean to be a professional athlete to you? Like I said, it shows your character. You know, the things you have to gain a routine, you know, uh, you have to stay consistent with that routine as well. You got to keep chopping the wood. You know, in college, man, you might have that routine, but that's it's mandatory basically for you right. to do. Like in the NFL, you don't have a mandatory set schedule in your offseason. You know, you have to go work on your own. Like that, there's nobody to tell you to go work. And if you don't work, it'll show. If you work, it will show. Uh, even even if you do work and it don't show that year, that don't mean that your time won't come. You know what I'm saying? So right. you just got to keep working, man. Being a professional is more than just about going to the building every day and doing what you have to do, go out to practice and meetings. It means more than that. It means off the field as well. You have to keep your body right. You have to recover. You have to eat better too as well, man, because you'll start feeling it, man. Once them guys come out there and start running fast, like, Tyreek, all those guys, James, Nicole, you eat fried chicken every day, man. You gonna, <laughs> so you, you got to chase them all day in practice, right? You're going to feel it trying to chase them. You know, you have guys on the scale every day, man. Like, I need to lose that weight, man. I got to yeah. run, you know? So, man, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's more than just being on the field and in the building, man. You got to take care of your body as well and recovery, too. Uh, you know, you got to prevent injuries, man. Uh, injuries is the worst part of the game. And because injuries stop a lot of people, man, in their career. And, and it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, you have to prepare well, man. Being a professional athlete, it's about preparation and your plan, your strategic plan of what you want to do. Sure, sure. All right. So, you know, I know outside of football right now, we mentioned a little bit your music game. So, Tell us about music and what does music mean to you? Music means a lot to me. You know, uh, nowadays I'm sure it means a lot to a lot of people. Right. Music can touch people in different ways. I just been doing music. I, I grew up listening to a lot of music and I just listen to it all day. You know, I'm working out, right. I'm listening to music. I'm riding the car, I'm listening to music. And I just stepped in a studio one day, man. I was like, let me try this, man. I always grew up in, uh, my grandma used to make me go to church and the choir. Yeah. <laughs> so I always had it in me, you know. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of talent, so I just started making a little music, trying to see what I sound like, figuring out my unique sound, and uh, it looked like it's coming a good way for me. And I hope yeah. soon I'll be able to make more with other people uh, later great. on after my career. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, on time out with the sports doctor. This is your final time out. So you know you've come a long way, and I'm proud of you for what you achieved and what you've overcome to achieve, right? Like you mentioned, life wasn't easy for you. And there's not a lot of people giving away things in Mississippi, as you know. Sometimes there's a lot of promises, but not a lot of follow through. But you've been able to make it to the highest league in uh, professional football, you know? And that's something that you cannot take for granted. So speak to the young athlete, you know, who feels like they have the chip stacked against them, no matter what their circumstance is now, about how they can continue to chase their dreams and continue to achieve, you know, whatever level of success that they want. Yeah, you know, actually keep working. You know, I was once in that position myself. I was once, as you saw already, I was once one of those guys who came out with zero stars, you know, who was scrawny, you know, who a lot of people thought, man, he may not make it as far as he do. Maybe when he get to college, he'll never play a snap. But 
you just got to keep chopping the wood. And the most important thing, you got to have confidence in yourself. You know, if you don't have confidence and faith in yourself, then you'll never be able to make it to where you want to be. And, uh, you know, just keep chopping the wood, man. You got to hit the weight room. That, that's an important part as well. You got to keep the strength in your body to that could prevent most of those injuries. You know, keep your technique clean. Uh, just keep working, man. You know, everything will work out in due time. And uh, even when I had times where I felt like I wanted to give up sometime, where I wanted to quit, where I may felt like that workout was too hard, even with me having two, sur three surgeries on my knees, you know, I never stopped right there because I knew the uh, destination that I wanted to make it to. And I knew that I had people behind me that were supportive of me as well. And I know as a young athlete, you have a lot of people who are supportive as you. And as you go along and uh, it may not work out as you want it to, you got to still keep that faith in yourself. You know, just yeah. keep working, man. I'm a, uh, it's somebody with you. You always need a team. That's another thing, man. You always need a team. There's nothing that you can be done, uh, nothing that you can do alone. So just keep working. Yeah, surround yourself with good people. And make smart decisions, too, because right. you, know, you see now how – one decision, right, can yeah. completely make everything go away. You start right. to lose. Once you lose one endorsement, then other people are going to follow it. Once right. one and, team uh, cuts you or you get some bad uh, things on your character, then, you know, it's much easier for them to move on to the next player. So right. you know, and also, control what you can control. Go ahead. And also just be mindful of what you post on social media. Uh, I know it's a lot of guys who uh, – who've been thrown out of the league and who've been in difficult situation because of social media, even guys in college, you know, uh, what you post on social media is powerful. Even if it's a retweet or a like on Twitter, you know, yeah. they still see that. And you have to be mindful of what you're liking and what you're retweeting. So that's a major part as well, man. Uh, definitely have to be aware of that. Thank you for adding that on. So, but man, I appreciate your time. You know, I'm looking forward to, more years in the NFL, but I'm really looking forward to see you on Broadway when this NFL career is over. <laughs> yes, sir. You'll see me on Broadway in, in one of the movies, one of your favorite movies as well. I hear you. I hear you. Well, all right, man. Well, hey, I'm rooting for you. Keep making Laurel proud. Keep flying that, that uh, tornado flag high. All right. I appreciate that, Doc. I'm rude for you as well. I'm, uh, congratulations on your position as well. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. We'll be in touch. All right. Thank you for continuing to support this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a five-star review. And if you haven't done so, subscribe so you continue to get the updated episodes. Until later. Peace. Trust, you don't want to miss, this is where life, sports, and medicine is.